it's, it's gonna be a fun time I, I assume at least rob would be there uh at the game maybe ryan reynolds too i, I heard ryan was too but, that's why i'm actually i'm actually not supposed to go to that one because we get confused for each other a lot and it would just be a security nightmare Stupid Brothers podcast presented by the Brotherly Game. I'm AJ down in Fredericksburg, Virginia, joined by my co-host and my brother. I am Luke. I'm up here in Philly, and it is episode 94. 94. Getting to 100. Yeah. Getting close to 100. We'll uh, announce an awesome event coming up for episode 100. Um, you won't want to miss it. I'm, I'm just kidding. We don't have anything. We got nothing right. planned. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that would have been a big letdown but speaking of letdowns here comes the podcast so <laughs> um, we'll talk about the Atlanta game there's really only one big thing that happened there that matters we'll talk about the Columbus game Luke was there I watched on TV um, we'll talk about uh, Mr. Flock and the US Open Cup nope Gold Cup uh, preliminary rosters there you go. we'll talk some logos and kits so Luke's excited for that one um and yeah, you know, it's gonna be another another night of the, the, the boys talking. So Luke, Atlanta two two. Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't looking great for most of the game. Nah, nah. <laughs> so the Father's Day Father's Day uh, footy match. Um, I will say, <laughs> I recorded it to watch later. It was an ESPN special, so. Uh, I was watching, watching, watching. In the 89th minute, my recording ended, so <laughs> I uh, didn't hit the. I, and I thought, I thought ESPN. I was like, yo, it's on ESPN. I don't need to hit the ex- extra 30 minutes. Like they're gonna, they're gonna do it up right. Nope. So I missed, I missed the end of the game. Uh, but I heard we tied two two. Um, and I heard Glesness uh, put one in the back of net. Um, best part about the game was how many times that ball hit the crossbar. I mean. Great shot and all, but dude, I have you ever seen a ball hit the crossbar three times? No, I'm still like it's. I'm still it's still a shocking, like I, I still can't believe that that happened. It's like, it's unreal. Like the physics, like the physics behind it, yeah, uh, is just like incredible. The amount of uh, force that would make a ball hit it, hit the ground, come back, hit it, and then hit the ground, and then come back and hit it again. Yeah, uh, that that's oh man, that was that was crazy, and I mean. Just flush, clean, up to, up to the top corner. Go ahead, say whatever you want to say. No, it's just like the the feeling of hitting a ball like that must feel like the greatest you thing will ever. Never know. I know. I will. I will never. Yeah, it's like I, I can't imagine how how awesome that feels. And he's done it. This is the second time he's he's had a shot like this in games. I'm sure. Obviously, it seems like he he practices this, so he probably does it a lot in in, in training. So. Man, the the talent to have that 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 kind of in your pocket is is pretty great. Yeah. Overall, I thought he, I mean, beyond scoring that goal was player of the game. I thought he played fantastically. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, defensively he was solid, but then also just I loved how he was able to step up into the midfield and um, just kind of take the space that uh, Atlanta's marking was allowing him. Um, gosh, yeah, yeah, it was fun watching him. 
Another one who stood out for me during that game was Flock. He had just been announced that he uh, made the Gold Cup preliminary roster, so I was kind of curious to see where he would be mentally. And I was very pleased that he came out and he played a very solid game. He could have easily just kind of gotten in his head and been like, yo, I'm, I'm a boss, I'm awesome, young dude. But nah, man, he came out same fire as always, and he, I, th- I felt like he was all over the place defensively. I thought he did a real, real solid job for um, just kind of receiving some big news about his play. Yeah. Yeah, it's great we're not really missing a beat without Martinez. And I know, like, this isn't the first time we, we've, we've missed him because he had, like, the suspension. But, I mean, I'm really not worried about, like, whenever he ha- he returns from Copa America because Flock's been so good and, like, just so steady. And he, and, he's, it's, it's, and it's interesting because he's such a different player, but it really doesn't affect too much of the way the Union play with him out there compared to Martinez. Right, yeah. Um, and it's weird because... I feel like we've consistently said that Martinez from last year has been like our most influential player right. or maybe like the most vital player. And now we're missing him. We always knew we'd miss him at some point for yellow cards, but now we're missing him for an international competition and the team's not dropping off. Um, yeah, it really is quite impressive. And it kind of goes back to our last episode with Jason Davis, where he, he talked about the, uh, the depth and how it's not necessarily depth going into the bench but just like the high level of players that we have across our front or first 11 is like a top tier and i was kind of thinking about this so we're going to do a little little side exercise i forgot i wanted to do this so i'm going to spring this on you here okay um so if we if we broke the league into like all like 500 players in the league however many players there are and broke it into three tiers, top tier, tier two, tier one, two, and three. Um, number one being the top tier. How many of our starting 11 are fitting in the top tier? How many are in the second tier? How many are in the third tier? Because I was thinking, I mean, top tier, Blake is obviously a top tier player. Um, both center backs compared to other center backs would probably be in tier one. Wagner. Uh-huh. Bizo? Uh, maybe not Bizo. I think maybe he's has to work his way up. I, I would say him. he's at most two. Tier two, two. Where would you put Gaddis? Where would you have put Gaddis? <laughs> uh, two. Uh, two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Martinez. One. Yeah. I, tier one. I mean, don't, don't, no. No, don't I know. Question. I'm just trying to think of who, like, what's the level of tier three? Like, how, how is this, like, who would you consider a tier three? Just so I can uh, know, gauge, like, the, uh, you know the values or whatever uh no i'm not not to put this guy down jack mcglynn i, I was okay. thinking like yeah yeah. um i want to talk about him in a little bit sure. um but okay. like but okay now now i gotta get where you're going at. okay yeah yeah so like martinez would be a tier one bedoya tier one montero tier one fontana probably two um our strikers Maybe I mean Casper's probably lower of tier one. I I I probably put them all at two. Two, yeah. So like the the strikers are the only ones who are maybe average, but yeah. like most of the team is on the upper echelon of the league. Um, and so I don't even know where I was going with that, but I guess I got there from uh, Flock being able to play for Martinez and and us not really missing a beat because mm-hmm. we have the depth piece that kind of goes throughout the eleven, not just. Not just talking like we got pieces that can come on and off the bench. And I mean, you could do the same exercise with like 
subs and and our subs are still pretty strong um but yeah just that starting 11 like you know you're talking eight nine guys who are in the top third of the league within their within their positions um according to a poll that you and me just did like that's pretty <laughs> that's pretty solid that's pretty good yeah yeah um just to stick with the Atlanta game a little bit I just want to talk about a little bit of the maybe the downside of the game um because you know it wasn't great up until you know the Glesnes rocket um go- nah, yeah man I, I watched 89 minutes and was like ah oh, this was not I mean it wasn't terrible I mean we were in the game the game was competitive yeah, yeah. It, it was competitive but it looked like a game where you know they looked a little rusty obviously coming off the break um, but there was like the union had these chances in the first half, like a, a handful of them that that they just weren't sharp enough to put them back, put them in the back of the net. And I, I thought that was going to be it. That was going to decide it. And like especially like Fontana missed a basically a wide open sitter, just him and and Kuzan. Mm-hmm. He was basically in the middle middle of the, of the of the goal, and he just couldn't do it. So it was a little that was disappointing. And Fontana had a pretty disappointing performance, being that he was given the the number 10 spot so we wanted to see him maybe take advantage of that a little bit but i yeah. I, I thought our, our the, the first half was going to be our, our our shot to to get, get a goal or get, get an edge and it, and it didn't happen i thought that was going to be it but fortunately we know how to get 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 some miracle goals past guzan and and do some you know do some damage with uh and and, and at the end of the game but yeah it, I, yeah it wasn't wasn't the best of games up until then yeah, uh, I wonder, Fontana, we love Fontana. He's our guy. Um, yeah, I just, I think I think his spot is just going to be solidified as a super sub, which is important. Um, but on the back end, you don't know what the value is like. Is he just going to be like a lifetime union super sub? I mean, for us, hey, I'd enjoy that. But is that what he wants? Right. Would he be better off going to Colorado, Nashville, Cincinnati, <laughs> Colorado, the obvious one, um, and like getting more minutes? Who knows? Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. At, at his age, you want it, He would probably want to get as much minutes right. as possible. But he is very effective as a as a sub. Like last year, like he lit it up, and that was yeah. a great role for him because he was he's the kind of guy that is able to impact the game off the bench. And that's like, it's a, it's a skill to have. Like, that's not like, not every good, every good player can do that. Like his ability to like influence a game with the little chances and his quick trigger shots at, towards the end of the game against the tire defense is a, is a good weapon to have. So. Yeah. They need to figure out a way to get him going because just thinking about the positioning on our team between the, if he, if he's at the 10 and he won't be for, for a while, um, or too much with like Gazdag and Montero just doing well there. Mm-hmm. Um, but him and our two strikers, it's just like we need guys to score. And and if and that that particular chance that he had, if you're looking across the field and you're like, a guy gets a shot from this spot one on one with the keeper, you can choose one player who's gonna score it. It's like Casper and then him. Yeah. As far as you're like one two as far as to score that one. So it's it's tough to see that see the kid kind of uh, slumping right now, but if you ask him, he's he's probably just happy with how the team's playing and uh, get a big point on the road. That was that was huge, and um, I guess I guess to wrap it up, the 
one of my favorite parts coming out of that game was the uh, celebration between, and I even Jim put out the uh, picture of him and uh, Glessness and Jim looking like a uh, school child on Christmas morning or yeah. something. And Glessness is jumping into his arms. It was like, <laughs> I mean, that's like from a movie or something. I don't even know. But. Yeah, it's it's like rare to see the coach jump on the player like that. Yeah, yeah. And that was just yeah, it was just the coolest moment. Out. I mean, obviously, like if you see that that kind of goal, you're gonna freak out and you know. It, 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 it was cool. I don't know. Do you think there's good, there's to stick on a curtain, like, you know, him and, and Heinza, do you think there's good, a, a rivalry rivalry is budding with Atlanta with like games like this and, you know, the CCL and everything. Do you think like we're, that's becoming a bit of a, a rivalry? Maybe. I mean, we've had some playoff. We've played them what, twice in the playoffs. Just once. I don't know. Either way. Plus CCL, I guess, but I, I honestly couldn't care less about Heinza. Like, I'm just, I mean, I'm just saying that adds to like the rivalry. Like, because I feel like Atlanta fans really don't like us right now with the results and like how, you know, the Union play sometimes against Atlanta. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, apparently no team is probably like us. <laughs> yeah, no. You know, we're just, we're just on a good roll. You're not going to like a team that's, you know, starting to do well, yeah. especially when Atlanta used to do well and now they're mediocre, I guess. But yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess you could say that there's a bit of a budding rivalry starting to bloom there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, let's jump into Wednesday night. Yeah. All right, so yeah, Wednesday night was the first Union home game with full capacity Woo! since, like, before, you know, the decade of a pandemic is what it felt like. Um, yeah. But then that was super cool. There was some, uh, I guess, some restiness from the Union, uh, I don't know, game day staff, what do you call it? Because... Parking was a bit of a uh, cluster F. Um, okay, so I was gonna ask. I I was gonna ask off air. I forgot. So did you guys experience that? Were you able oh, to get yeah. in? Yeah. So you we like four hours early. We usually we park in lot A. Our mm-hmm. dad has the parking pass. Um, and <laughs> and they we got there like I guess a little late like we go right right around like after seven game started at 7 30 so you know a little close Ooh. cutting it close but the lot was closed because they filled up and we and but we we had a parking pass for that lot with our season tickets oh so that happened to you guys that happened to us yeah so yeah oh. we got we had to just parked on the street leading up to it right. and just they made do with you know found some space on the street and just they kind of ran to the stadium because it was starting to get close there, but it was a mess. And there was like apparently there, I think there was like a train that went through the through Chester that like stopped people from like there was so much build up getting into like the area to like park every, all the parking lots. Like it was a mess. But uh, so you know maybe maybe things again. Everyone's a little rusty with the uh, with everything in the past. But uh, other than that, great night. I, I had uh, some inside intel tell me that there was a non-Subaru parked in the Subaru lot, but <laughs> I'm not going to tattle. I'm just saying. I, I heard. I heard. Uh, well, you made it in, so uh, you got to see the Columbus. I got home. I was doing an event. I got home and turned it on right after the goal. I was like, oh, just missed it. And then, of course, Union versus Columbus never produces many goals, and right. so that was the only one of the game. Yep. But I was glad it wasn't 0-0. I was glad, it, obviously, it wasn't 1-1. But we obviously got the win, but man, I feel like that is a very common. It felt like a very common Columbus game. Mm-hmm. Not too many good chances. Uh, Blake stopped their best chance, and we scored our chance on. Oh, a decent goal. A little bit, a little bit of luck in there. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't a Glesness, but uh, 
It felt like a very Columbus game to me. How, how did it feel to you guys? Yeah, definitely. It was a super defensive game. Both teams played pretty solid defense the whole round. I think the obviously Union defense just held 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 stronger and they played great. But I, I think it was also like uh, this game stood out to me because the Union. I feel like a lot of our complaints this whole season have been the Union just haven't felt sharp. There is just like you know some like really just stupid passes that like created turnovers and like little little detail things that the union were just not clicking on and this game felt like even though there weren't a lot of goals and a lot of like offensive production this game just felt like they were just a little sharper a little more focused and just played really smart like i feel like a lot of like the passing out of the back they just found the right space the, the you know there's guys are making the right runs to like build you know get out of out of the their defensive side and I don't know, I just, I just felt like everyone was, like, locked in, focused, and, like, just, just making the right decisions. Oh, nice, nice. I like that. I like that, yeah. I enjoyed a couple couple different individual moments. Uh, I felt like Burke had a couple moments of nice dribbling, showing his strength and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, he was playing tough. He was playing tough. Uh, he, got, he got subbed out at the half, though, right? Yeah. Um, Took a few knocks there, but he, he was standing in there. I don't think Santos would have made it through the half at that uh the rate of knock that Burke was taking. Um Oh yeah, that was something with the Atlanta game. Yeah, Burke was uh no no Santos was on the ground a lot during mm -hmm. Atlanta. Um yep. so anyway. Uh let's see. Uh the moment I want to talk about is Baizo cutting a dude up just outside our own eighteen. He beat the guy to the ball and then pulled it behind. Uh, he just like pulled it behind his left foot with his right foot. The guy went flying by. I I really am enjoying Baizo, man. I was thinking, I was like, man, if I didn't have a bit of a jersey curse, <laughs> he he's creeping up there, man. It was Martinez earlier in the year, and I, I'm still kind of sitting on some money that I need to use on a union kit. Baizo is sneaking into that realm of uh, a cool kit. Um, really enjoying watching him play. He, he's he's getting better every week. I feel like, um, and he's fun to watch. And I feel like I've talked about this a lot. With you know, sports are fun, and yeah, we take them seriously, but uh, it really is just entertainment. And he might be our most entertaining player on the field. Um, I'd yeah. say Montero probably gives him a pretty good run for his money. Uh, but the two of them, man, they they like to mm -hmm. dance. They like to know mess with the other team and it's it's fun to watch and have our right back we know that that's that's very special so um i had another point in here watching montero dude the guy had a great game and i was watching this and i was like man his defense you know goal goal obviously awesome goal but his defense was phenomenal and i i was thinking i was like man he might be a top three defender on this team and then I started thinking about the team. I was like, wait, yeah, our two center backs are playing awesome. Wagner's pretty awesome. Just I, I like Baizo, he's playing awesome. You got Martinez, he's pretty awesome. Flock's pretty awesome at defense. Bedoya's, you know, pretty tough. And I was like, well, man, our team is pretty stacked defensively. Mm -hmm. um, but it all started with me thinking that our 10 was one of our <laughs> top defenders because he is just, he is relentless in his chase. And I don't think we really got a chance to see that as much when Aronson was here because Aronson was doing all that running and kind of chasing and pressing. Yeah. Uh, but I think Montero is even better than Aronson at tracking back to get a, um, to get uh, an opponent. 
I feel like I don't know what he's got on the bottom of his shoes, but he seems so sneaky. I feel like he's always sneaking up on guys and stealing the ball, and he's kind of laying lots of the time, lots of time, just enough body on the guy to like kind of knock him off his feet without getting the foul. So, I mean, he gets plenty of fouls called on him too, but I really enjoy Montero's defensive play and the fact that he's our 10, and I'm thinking about him defensively in a game where he scored the game-winning goal. Uh, makes me feel good. Makes me feel happy. I like that feeling. I, I think Jim Carrion will uh, agree with that sentiment. I, I'm, I'm sure he's he's been thrilled with that. But yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I don't know much else to say. But yeah, there are, our whole midfield is is very good defensively, and I I feel like I I I, I don't know what Gazag is going to bring. I feel like he's going to be more of an offensive guy. But bringing Montero back to the eight is just going to make his defensive game that much more effective. I, I I'd imagine so. And that's, that's it where I, I like him more I, as the number eight. I feel like that's where he's more comfortable. Because I feel like even when he does play the tenant, and he had a, obviously a great game, but even in this Columbus game, he I feel like he just like kind of naturally drifted wide a lot of times to the left. And where like you kind of expected a number 10 to be more central or like when the ball is on the right side, like you, you would kind of ex- ex- expect him to push more right. But I feel like he just has that like kind of natural, like kind of instinct to like go wide when in certain in certain build-up plays where like that's just like feels like he's like just naturally number eight but that's where like he wants to be mm-hmm. yes yeah, this columbus team is a uh, pretty legit they you know zardes molino nagby and then they brought in zellerion for molino i mean that's that's a solid crew and the union team defense man really really kept them kept them quiet really one big chance that uh like came up big yeah um yeah, I mean, yeah, Elliot and Glezis, they, like, shut down Zardes. I'm pretty sure he didn't have a single shot. And then Molino, like, was number 10. And, like, I know he's, like, coming off injury, so maybe he's not, like, fully, you know, back into form. But he's a, a really, really scary attacker. And and he was pretty much invisible in, the, in, in his time. When Zella Rayon came in, that was that was definitely a difference maker. He's obviously, like, so, so talented. And he, and he made a difference and, and made things a little more difficult for the Union. But they held strong and, like, Everyone kind of—it seemed like everyone was kind of taking a turn with like taking them on and just holding it, holding him in, you know, holding him in check, which was which was pretty cool to see. There was like one moment at the end, towards the end of the game when Quinn Sullivan was in, and and it became a matchup where Zeller Ron was dribbling at Quinn Sullivan and he like held his own and he kept him in front of him and then like he got you know his second defender helping him out and they, and Zeller Ron couldn't do anything about it and it was just cool to see like a, like a homegrown take on this like super incredible number ten and and you know keep him in check so i i think just I, and, but just all around defensively everyone kept these these really talented columbus uh players uh you know at, at, at bay at bay i was waiting for you to say it i saw you <laughs> type it on the rundown i was like i know you're gonna say I, at bay um zillaran did have one really nice touch it was uh zidane-esque do you know what i'm talking about uh, uh I, was it the one where it's like it was like a one-time settle turn thing. Yeah, yeah. So I guess uh, whatever the keeper's name kind of threw the ball out to him or something, and it's coming in the air, and he's facing his own goal. It comes to his right foot. He kind of one touch, and Jack Elliott's coming to him on his left side. Zellerian one touch with his right foot behind his left foot, touches it between Elliott's legs. It was very, It was very awesome. But the only reason I bring it up is because Elliot turned 
and made a very nice sliding tackle to win the ball back. Mm. And so, so that kind of effort and that kind of uh, defensive prowess up at midfield that kept a team like Columbus quiet on the night. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I guess, I guess the only thing that we haven't touched on with this game is VAR. <laughs> yeah. All right. Can I, can I say my piece before you go talk about this? Cause I know you will have more to say. <laughs> sure man yeah um so the yeah the var call on matt real like the red uh, car, red card everything you're saying is wrong no no because I'm, I'm just go ahead i'm just picking go from ahead. where we're from where we're sitting section 109 one of the you know best sections to, to watch the game um 109 looking fine <laughs> that's what we all say no like from our angle that looked exactly like a red card it looked dangerous he looked like he went over the ball and into the guy's shins and it, it, it looked like a, a pretty nasty tackle and it seemed like the rep kind of had a pretty similar angle because that's it was pretty quick to, to draw the red but it, it looked like a, a red and like me and you know we're next or our, our buddy chris and me said he was like yeah that looks like a red that was that was pretty harsh but you know then then you look at the replay and like the first for the second look at the replay you're like oh no that like that's way different that wasn't that wasn't a red card and then and the ref made the, the right call and took him like 20 seconds to run down, check it, and, and run back and, and make and, and adjust the call. So I feel like that was a really effective and like correct use of VAR and the sequence events made sense. Like the call live looked looked accurate, but then they double checked it and, and they made the right call. All right, you said your piece. You good? Yeah. You feel good about what you said? I think so. I think so. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We're going to break. Step into my booth, the VAR booth. No, uh, you know what? I tweeted this out. I said this VAR usage is going to make my rant. It's going to make it tough to validate me going on VAR rant. Yeah, I guess. I guess it was done right, but I feel like we missed the opportunity to watch the Union defend with only ten men, and that's what I really wanted to see. So, uh, you know, thanks VAR. I wanted to watch. <laughs> I wanted to watch ten guys become heroes last night. But, you know, I guess 11 guys are heroes. Uh, Matt Rial, I, I, I don't know what to make of him. And I, I don't know if the union know what he is right now. Yeah. They, they don't really have a spot for him. I feel like they want to give him minutes, but there just isn't a spot for him. Um, maybe, I mean, at some point you might want to rest Wagner. But, yeah, I just wonder, wonder if this new MLS league might be – a spot for him i yeah i just wonder wonder what his future holds what he wants um kind of in the same boat as fontana where as a young dude you're probably you're kind of at that point where you're not a 17 18 year old sitting on the bench you're you're at a point where you want to start earning some some more minutes and i don't, I don't know if he really has much value at this point um yeah, I mean, he's good depth because we don't really have another left back. I guess if you, yeah. unless you consider Flack a left back to like right. behind Wagner. So like, and but like he also like he has skill. Like he has a lot of technical oh, yeah. ability. Like it is just tough. Like where where to fit him? Um, I feel like there's sometimes last last year when he he subbed into like kind of like a left midfield role. He played pretty well and he scored that one goal against Red Bull. Maybe <laughs> that was the year before. Um, but like he has some ability yet. Yeah, it's just it just it, it, I think it just might be a thing where he just they're just not a fit for him, so they might need to find him a better situation, like for his yeah. own good, that that kind of thing. But right, right. it is difficult. 
Yeah, and it's it's kind of like one of those things where like those those couple guys are kind of hitting that spot where they're they really should be priming up to hit their prime, and um, their their value is kind of in their youth and experience at the same time, where they've they've been with a pro team for you know three four years, but they're still on that young side where a right. team can bring them in and develop them under their system. But these guys are professionals, and they're not—they're not just coming out of college or something. So, he—he yeah. he is one that's interesting. Uh, one last homegrown to talk about: Jack McLean gets the start. Um, very cool. Tried to kind of keep an eye on him, kind of see what he was doing. He honestly didn't do much. Um, very quiet, but that's kind of what to be expected. Um, I felt like his positioning—he did well to, like, delay and kind of keep. Columbus from passing certain ways, like kind of getting in lanes and kind of denying, but I don't think he was too influential in like tackles and stuff like that, which is fine as a 17 year old. Uh, yeah. But you can see he like was able to kind of like read and kind of see, like he, he understands the system, I guess is what, what I'm trying to say. Yeah, definitely. Like he definitely seemed like he has the ability to like hold his own, but he seems like a little too casual. Like I think that just like seems like it's just like his like personality or his demeanor like he seems like he doesn't have a whole lot of like intent like natural like intensity like you see from I don't know like Martinez or whatever like I feel like his just like natural like kind of mindset is is a little more like mellow kind of vibe mm-hmm. from just from like just from like you know sensing like his body language and stuff but it, it it kind of affects his like lack of influence in the game and like the kind of like cerebral like you know flowing type of players are like can be really good but like you have to be like it's like the more veteran guys are like the guys that can play like that and like for like a young guy like him it takes time for him to like be able to like read the game and have the kind of skill and like experience to be able to play that style and be effective yeah 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 it's cool to see if you get some minutes and definitely uh, i guess quinn sullivan got got a nice run out last night too here in the corner pretty quickly that was cool And then still waiting to see a little more, uh, a little more Paxton. I, I still want to see him, but I just don't know where. Like I was, I was wanting Paxton to come into the game, but I was like, there's, there's not a spot for him. You're not gonna sub out Bedoya for Paxton. Um, you're not gonna take out Montero for Paxton right now. The only thing I was wondering is like, well, do you take out like Casper and put Paxton in? Yeah, just maybe. Like, that, that was the only thing I could see, and it's yeah. just he's just kind of in a spot where there isn't really a natural spot to to kind of force a sub and you don't want to be forcing subs in at 17 years old just because you want to yeah so we'll be patient i suppose and speaking of patience you're gonna to have to be patient for a couple minutes during this ad after come back after the break we'll talk about the gold cup roster jersey logo stuff and all kinds of fun so come back after this Hey guys, Stevie Brothers Podcast presented by the Brotherly Blue Game. Thanks for listening, and more importantly, thanks for coming back. Real troopers you are. <laughs> Shout out. Let's talk about Leon Flock. Gold Cup coming up. They announced a few players. Uh, only a list of 60. If you're not on this list, then you must not be good at soccer because 60 is a big list. Um, but Leon Flock got to be on there. That's pretty cool. Uh, the only guy from the union right now who um, is on that list. Also had Austin Trusty on the list, which is cool. A little shout out. I don't think Trusty's got a shot at making it, but uh, 
I'll be rooting for him. Um, so yeah, what are your, what are your thoughts on Leon making it? Are any other players on here that you want to talk about? I know you've always been a um, fan of Cade Cal. <laughs> well, I was curious, really curious who you're going to shout out there. Um, I, was, I was just hating every name that I was reading. I was like, no, Bradley Edwin Guzan. Nah, <laughs> it's funny because I'm there, but uh, I, I, I think Flock's got a shot. I mean, looking at the other guys and his, his position, it's not, not anyone that's like uh, head over heels, like way better talent. Like, he, he's, he's definitely more of an unknown to in like the U.S. national team like department, but I, th- I think he's earned at least a shot to maybe make the roster. Um, I think it'd be re- obviously it would be really cool to see. I'm, I'm not sure if even if he makes it, he, if he'd get much time. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I think gold cups can be fun. It's, it's, it's kind of cool to see, uh, a lot of these guys that, you know, aren't, it's obviously not the, the first team, but it's, it's a lot of like still really talented Americans that, that we don't get to watch this summer. So that's fun. Um, yeah, I, be, I, I am excited to see, uh, DK. I mean, he's gotta be a lock for this roster and like, he should get all the starts. Um, I'm, I'm pretty bummed that he's still sticking with, uh, Orlando because I actually want to root for him. And uh-huh. you just can't root for Orlando. They're like up right above us, and they're like a really talented team. So I really hope he gets moved for the fact that I can root for him for whatever team he plays for outside of MLS, and that it makes Orlando worse. So I'm really, really pulling for that this summer. Amen. Amen. I also appreciate that his name is just Daryl DK um, on the Ross preliminary roster list that puts their whole like legal name, and these names are. Uh, uh, it's just Corey Jacob, Cole John, Gianluca, Reginald Jacob, Justin Isaiah. It's like it's like a super Chase Blair, Leon Maximilian. I mean, people have middle names. Nah, man. Yeah, nah. It's just like very. I don't know. They're very. I don't know. I feel like I've seen tweets where people put out like these imaginary rosters, and they're all like half the guys' names are Aiden and Kellen uh, Paxton. I don't know. It's just I don't know. I guess my son's name is Keegan, so he would fall into this <laughs> generic. Is this like millennial names? Is that what I'm getting at? I, I think so. I think that's where the big word you're striking. There you go. I'm just trying to not offend someone, but you know, what's up, millennials? <laughs> Call me a boomer. All right, let's let's move on. So today, actually, I I, I actually didn't see this until just recently. Um, there's like new warm up kits that the league are releasing so uh, tell me about that so i yeah it's i guess it's the uh the fourth of july warm-up kits um i think they're called like the americana kits or whatever and it's you know all the, the whole league gets the same one like like usual and it's but it's like a weird like looks like the 1994 u.s jersey that's not the denim ones like the wavy stripey ones um or it kind of looks like a, a zoomed in version of like New England Revolution's logo because it's all like kind of like yeah, crayon-y, like I don't know it's all kind of distressed I, I really I'm, I'm not sure if this is going to be a, a, a top seller for Union fans because it's red and white um, but I don't know how, how do you feel about the kids uh, I, I bought I bought the pride kit warm up kit mm-hmm. I bought the uh the light blue one, the parlay. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't buy another one 
I yeah, I don't think I want to buy this one though. Like I, I first of all, it's like red. I don't know, not really, not really vibing with the union. But it just it doesn't it doesn't like jump out as like a really like exciting kit. So like I know it's like graphically, you know, there's bold or whatever. But it, I don't know, it doesn't really seem that cool. I thought there'd be like a cool like there'd be half the teams would have the stripes and the other team would have like blue stars. So it'd be like yeah, yeah, U.S. flag a, kind of thing. Yeah. That'd be fun. But and the, I would it'd be you know Union would probably get like would get the blue one then that would be cooler. Right. But this it'd isn't this isn't really doing it for me. Right. I got gotcha, you, man. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Uh. To stick, US, yeah. To stick what? on the kid talk, let's the U.S. Yeah. the U.S. kids for I guess the the men are gonna wear them for the Gold Cup. The women's the women have already worn them in their, they had a, a friendly recently and their, their war, their Olympic like tune up games. So I guess they'll wear them for the Olympics, I assume, but they're like, uh, kind of a, a, little, a little wild looking. Yeah. It's almost like, it's almost looked like they took, um, that old Jersey that was horizontal Navy and red stripes. You gave it to me for my birthday or something. Yeah. That was actually the last gold cup Jersey. Oh, okay. Yeah, I yeah. like that one. It's like they just took that one, took a pair of scissors, cut up into a bunch of pieces, and then threw them down on the ground. Yeah. And said, "Hi, right, let's use that." Um, from a design, like, where where do you stand on that as far as design? Are you like, "Oh my gosh, that might be the greatest thing ever," or are you like throwing up? It's. I'm not getting completely sold on it, but the more I looked at it, like initially, I was like, "No, I don't think so. I don't know if I'm about that." But the more I looked at it, the more I thought it was cool. Seeing the U.S. Uh, women's team play uh, and them, it, it looked a little less, not as good as I thought, and on like in action. It's also because like the socks like had the same thing, and it just it became a lot. Okay. Um, I think it'd be like I, I think it'd be cooler if it were like red and white, rather than the red and blue. I think red and blue is tough to get right. So you want them to look like the warm-up kits we just talked about? Well, yeah, but more in this design. I I don't like the, the wavy whatever things okay, of the okay. other one. I, there there's it would make a difference because it, it'd be cool become more like the Waldo kits. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, okay. I think that would work a little better. But I I get these are like the darker of the kits, so you know I don't know what the lighter, lighter one would be if there's a new one of that. But yeah, I, I don't know. There, I'm not I'm not totally against them, but it's not a kit that I'm like really excited to like buy or whatever uh-huh okay okay um let's talk about one more one more kit uh always always on the front lines of kit development and exciting designs um ford madison dropped a kit during the union game that is reversible and i believe i saw correct me if i'm wrong and if you don't know that's okay but i believe this reversible kit they wore one color for the first half of the game Flipped it at halftime to wear the a different color the second half of the game. Yeah, is that like? Yeah, that that happened. Yeah, awesome. Okay, okay, that that's really awesome. Um, it's also a solid looking kit, you know, pink and uh, with dark navy and light blue in there. It's all all those colors I, I really enjoyed together. Ford Madison, they're always always doing it. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't have a Madison kit yet, but that one I'm the most tempted by. It's it's really cool. I really like the light, the pink side of it. the 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 black side with the fl little flamingos is cool too. But the pink side is is really fun. Um, yeah, I I might I might like the other one more. So okay. maybe we could just like buy one and just share it. <laughs> it reminds me of like, 
or like I don't know if you played it, but we had played in like it was like the Hokassen League where they yes. had the, the reversible jerseys, the the white Dude, and the purple. I was bring that up. And yeah. it, it reminds you of that, and it's really fun, like a little like a little bit of a nostalgia in the kits too, just having that versatility. You get one kit for you know it could be home and away. Oh, and it was more dude. it was economical as a kid, but this and this is just more uh, fun and fashionable. Dude, Crazy. if anyone still has their Hokessen purple and white kit, reach out to me. I will buy it for you. You a youth small. There is a, there isn't a price I won't pay for that kit. <laughs> uh yeah, the mesh purple and white Hokessen just says Hokessen soccer on the ball, oh, man. That was the peak Ooh. of my career in those jerseys. Yeah, no, that was yeah, that was the peak of your career. That's right. <laughs> Alright. Speaking of other games that don't matter. Um No, nah, this one matters. This is cool. This is a cool, cool special novelty thing because you're a union fan and you're a part of Philadelphia. That means you're also a part of always sunny in Philadelphia, which means you are also kind of a fan of Rexham. The Welsh is the well Welsh juggernaut. <laughs> right? I, I mean, I don't know if they're juggernaut, but I, yeah, I, I can become a fan of them. I, I think you have to. Yeah. They are in ninth place of the seventh tier of soccer and Wales. Um, I'm just kidding. I have no idea where they stand. Okay. But, uh, if, yeah, uh, Rob McAnally, the guy who created Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and Ryan Reynolds, um, my doppelganger, uh, <laughs> they, they both bought – bought into this team and now they're bringing it to philly on july 29th for a little friendly super fun super fun you're probably gonna go to that game aren't you definitely yeah it's uh july 29th it's a thursday but it's it's what's cool is it's a free game so you can go for free but they're asking for fans to co- that come to bring food donations because they're that, that are going to be donated to fill abundance so it's just like a cool charitable game um you know it, I'm sure we'll, we'll probably see a lot of like homegrowns and stuff too. It'll, it'll probably be a pretty relaxed kind of game, but just like a fun atmosphere. Like there's so many ways to market this game. You got like Union playing this like small team, but it's like Ryan Reynolds and uh, Rob McElhenney, McElhenney. Like that's just going to be like, it's, it's going to be a fun time. I, I assume at least Rob would be there uh, at the game. Maybe Ryan Reynolds too. I, I heard Ryan was too. But, that's why I'm actually, I'm actually not supposed to go to that one because we get, confused for each other a lot and it would just be a security nightmare that's 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 really funny um <laughs> <laughs> no it, I don't, it's it, it's gonna it'd be cool like i'm sure there's gonna be a lot of other fun things like that the union are gonna promote for this and do a lot of fun things with uh always sunny and all that stuff so i'm it, it sounds like it's gonna be a fun time and like obviously for a really good cause so yeah any any yeah. anyone in the area should go on uh if they're if you're around i don't if you're free on july 29th yeah, man. Um, I feel like we we missed an opportunity for a little bit here. Uh, I'm really kicking myself. Um, come up with titles for Always Sunny episodes revolving around the Union. Well, so we'll do it before the, we'll, we'll preview this game and do and do that then. Okay, okay. I just don't want anyone to steal our bit. So it's a pretty original bit. Like, it's a very original bit. I've never seen anyone knock off Always Sunny title. No, yeah, we got this. We got this. <laughs> um all right oh gosh here we go you you're probably so excited for this also we've already talked about kits and different colors and stuff that go together now let's add some letters and shapes to it okay so we got chicago coming up this weekend we're we're going there and of course they just redid their logo so luke i'll give you the floor 
You have five seconds. Tell us what you think. Oh boy. Um, so first, I want to say I didn't think the time. Current. Uh, all right. That was enough. <laughs> all right. Now nah, go ahead, man. Go uh, ahead. I, I didn't think the look the current version of the logo was as bad as people made it out to be. It just kind of became like a meme that everyone bashed. And it wasn't terrible. I get it wasn't great. But seeing this new logo that Matt Wolf did and there's a lot of fan um, involvement that is obviously a no-brainer and makes things better for, for these teams like PR-wise and just and product-wise. Um, but th this logo, this new logo, I feel like it just like, it nails it. It seems like it's exactly what Chicago fans want. It, it resembles the original logo enough it, it it represents the city very clearly it's i think it's a really it's a clean mark it's it's simple which is like kind of a style that i like um and it, i think it's a it's a cool thing that it doesn't have chicago fire like the words like mashed into the into the primary shape as well which is like a kind of a bold move but it it, it just shows that it's a good design it's a good design that it represents the the team that well yeah, I mean, I know, I know you don't want me to say what I want to say about this logo, but I, I, I think I could have designed it. Um, you do a little circle, and then you cut out little like parts to make it like a little bit not a circle, and then you put a letter C in it. Basically, you just take the Chicago flag. Basically, you just take the Chicago Red Stars, and you put it a little more circular rather than a shield. <laughs> but hey, man. Hey man, if you're into ripping off other logos, you know, I guess, I guess you're, you're doing well on your job. I guess, I guess there's a lot of logos out there for you to rip from. So yeah, thanks yeah. for thanks for belittling my career as a. What, what, bro, that's that's fun. That's that's nice bro, to hear. Bro, I sell beer. <laughs> all right. Anyway, shout out to all the beer salesmen out there, making the world go round. All, all right, let's talk so, about the actual game. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about the game. Uh, what kind of beers do you think they'll serve there? Probably goose. <laughs> the goose does well there. Anyway, um, rotations. Yes, no, maybe I, so. I think you have to. I mean, it, it's you had a, a Sunday game, a Wednesday game, and then, then you're going away for a Saturday game. Like you have to rotate some guys. I think there's going to be probably like an obvious choice in like taking putting in Sergio back in because he didn't start the the last game. So maybe take out you know, Burke or, or maybe Casper. Um, I, I think there's gotta be a change elsewhere as well. Like I, I think there's a, there's an outside chance that maybe cause they took Bedoya out at the end of the Columbus game. Cause he was a little banged up and Curran said he's, he's fine, but like it wouldn't hurt to give him a, the day off. Like we can handle Chicago without him. Like he's, I, I know he's like, you know, the captain and he's kind of huge for us, but like, you know, let's, I think we can handle Chicago with our, our B team. They're 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 pretty this bad. This game is on Saturday, not Sunday. I said that right. Oh, I thought you I, said we Sunday. we had our last game was on our last oh, Sunday. Okay, so that's just, what you're talking about. Because so yeah, yeah. Gotcha, yeah, yeah. Okay, now I see what you're saying. Because I was pull up the schedule, see what's coming up, and yeah. Okay, okay. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Uh, I would I would be interested to give Bedoya a rest. I think that I think you're right on that one. I think um, that's something we need to start experimenting with because like I. Like we love him, I think his fitness is is pretty great for his age. But like he's a guy that's he's not going to be around forever. Like we need to start. I feel like Quinn Sullivan's the guy that's going to be it's kind of grooming to be his replacement. So maybe give him give him a run out. I know Curtin is pretty high on him, and like let's see what he's got. Let's give him more than just like the ten minutes in the game. Let's see what he's got. To, if he can get, let him start the game and and see what he's what he does because 
it's I don't know, it's it's an away game. Like it's you know it's I get against a bad opponent, but it's not like a a game we are expected to win because we're you only really only expected to win the home games. Um, so like I, th- I think we'll be okay if we if, if I think we rest I, like that. I would argue. I think you're. We're expected to win. Come on, bro. No, I know. Anyway, I'm just saying, like, I know what you're saying. Yeah. You're expected to win all your home games and games against Chicago, Cincinnati. I feel like that's what you meant to say. And Inter Miami, and who else sucks? And DC. There you go. There you go. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I, I would, I, I think that that would be awesome to see, see some rotation there. Because yeah, why not? And then also, um. Like just kind of thinking about some of these guys, and obviously they're very young into their union careers, but you want to be getting more minutes. You don't want you don't want your whole year to just be three minutes here, four minutes here, just at the end of games. Yeah. I don't know how much experience you really gain from. Right. Hey, I got in at the ninety second minute and I didn't touch the ball. Like yeah, yeah, give him a run out. Jack McGlynn, he's probably probably gained more this year because he's gotten a couple starts than he has in the past couple of years. I yeah. Know. I think, I think there's a, a, maybe a shot at getting uh Stuart Finley a start. Like I know mm-hmm. our, our center backs have been playing incredibly and that's tough to take out when you want, when you just want to continue getting clean sheets and continue your form. But like, I, I, I want to see what he's got too. Maybe at least sell him in, in this game. Cause he, I don't think he hasn't gotten a, has he gotten any minutes? Maybe uh, at the end of, there's like one game. Up. It was like a friendly, right? He definitely was in on a friendly um, when he like first got here. Maybe he got did he get in? I think it was like the end of like the Surprise game or something like maybe, that. Maybe that's one thing. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. What about what if they were just like, yo, let's let's try a three man back line. Let's do that. Throw Real on the left side and uh, Bizo on the right. Flock and I don't know. Make make the midfield age like eighteen years old. Flock McGlynn and Quinn Sullivan. And, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Let's do it. and then then you beat Chicago. Then that's even more of a flex. You're like, what's up, Chicago? Like, kind of suck. We we beat you. I I mean, maybe wouldn't I wouldn't go all teenagers, but I mean, I'd be it wouldn't be a I'd be a kind of a cool look seeing a, a three in the back. I'm just, that gets I'm that gets. I think that's a good position for Real. That, that like a wing back kind of thing right and then maybe put your keep the veterans that like in the in the central to, of that midfield but yeah that'd be kind of fun i don't i, yeah. I it's pretty unlikely yeah. to happen but that'd be cool well, yeah yeah that's the only kind of ideas i i throw out there that's right you think Gazdag, Gazdag, uh you think he's got a shot to get some minutes Kern said that like he trained fully uh either today yeah today i guess um and so he seems like he's pretty okay um so like, hopefully he at least gets gets into the game in some capacity, but just because we we just want to see more of him, see what he's got, and get him you know acclimated with the team in the league. But for sure, for I, sure, sure. I, it'd be I don't know if he's ready to start, that'd be amazing. But I I, I kind of doubt that much. But yeah, I just I just hope he gets gets some minutes because I mean he's his big time signing, the number ten that we need. Let's let's see what he's got. Amen, amen, for sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> nice man. All right, cool. Um, anything else? Uh, I mean, you got... do you have any any you want any bets you wanted to to share? Your any parlays you're doing? I mean, you know, we you and me were kind of talking about this a little bit beforehand. Um, I like Orlando over Miami. Orlando's on the road, but Miami's Miami. Um, 
smoking cigarettes and stuff, whatever they're doing over there. <laughs> Shout out to Iguain. Um, so if I took like Orlando, Union, and I'd, I'd probably throw a home team in there, try to find a nice matchup. Nashville over Montreal, maybe. Uh, nah, I don't. I don't trust Nashville. They're garbage. I don't know. Maybe Portland over Minnesota. You know, something like that. Um, yeah, just NYC plays DC United. That seems like a pretty safe one to throw into a parlay to kind of bump it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, a, a fun game to watch this weekend. Austin versus Columbus. That's gonna be a fun little rivalry, the pre-court derby. Right. That's. I think that's in Austin too. So that's just. Yeah. Have, you, have you seen a game in that state or like watch a game in that stadium yet? No, I right. just saw uh, McConaughey. Man, he's doing it upright. That stadium looks amazing, though. It looks real cool. All right, man. All right, all right. All okay. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any bets you're looking to make? I'm. I, yeah, I think I might do a parlay with. Uh either Orlando, Philly, and and a Toronto FC Cincinnati tie because I don't believe in either of those teams. Or I'll do, uh, I'll throw in maybe Salt Lake. Or I'll Salt Lake. Yeah. I, think yeah, I don't know if I want, want to include the Union in a parlay because I might just want to like throw a big bet on them or something. But gotcha. I want to leave it to risk some other team garbage in it up. Yeah. yeah. All right, man, before we sign off, let's get a prediction. Union versus Chicago. Oof. I think... We're going to win 3-1. Ooh. Pretty commanding. Yeah. How many goals How many goals did uh, Paxton Aronson score in your 3-1? <laughs> uh, he gets a nice cameo of like 10 minutes at the end of the game. I, I think everyone would be happy to see that. Yeah. Um, anyone, any goal scorers? You see anything? I know you called a red card against uh, Atlanta. Yeah. You almost got one against Columbus. Yeah. So that's about as your predictions got um so yeah it's the goal scorers let's say um casper easy and flock and montero nice i'm gonna go with a two zero dosa cero dosa cero shout out to the old columbus crew stadium see you later um and gosh two zero it's going to be a brace by Mr. Montero. Nice. All right, man. Cool. Anything else you want to say to the good, fine people still listening? <laughs> no, I think, I think we, I think we've, we've spent enough time on this one. I, I think, I think everyone's thinking that too. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. Always a pleasure. We'll talk to you next week and keep on being good people. Union goal.